Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Jack Webb with one of his Dragnet programs, plus a comedy sequence with Johnny Carson. One of the most stylized of all radio programs was Dragnet, starring Jack Webb. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Dragnet. Monday, January 14th. It was raining in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of robbery detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Chief of Detectives Thad Brown. My name's Friday. something this morning, Joe. What are they for? My allergy. Feathers? Since I started on these little dolls, I can kiss a chicken. Well, that sounds like fun. No, no kidding, Joe. It was that truckload of parakeets we caught up with yesterday. Yeah. When I got home, Herm Sandberg was there. You remember Herm, don't you? Yeah. So Herm says they have these new pills. Boy, they're really great. Just great. You want proof? What kind of proof? Two days ago, I bought a parakeet for the kids. You got a bird in the house? We do. The kids are teaching it to talk. Is that right? Know what he says? No, what's he say? Take your pill. Take your pill. Friday, Janet, what's your workload like? How's your court picture? Well, court's clear, Skipper. The one thing we got working is this blonde bandit. He's got six jobs going on him now. Nothing definite yet, though. Turn your folder over to Leitner and Phillips. Let them work on it. I've got something else for you two. Right up your alley. A purse snatcher? Keep reading, Joe. You won't believe it. You're kidding. A purse-snatching dog? How about that? A dog that snatches purses. Well, that's one for the book. And you're just the two who can handle it. You did such a good job with those parakeets, you're now our animal experts. Yeah, sure. Busy dog, isn't he? Seven jobs in two weeks. Better get on it right away. Yes, sir. A purse-snatching dog. That's what the man said, laddie. You mean Lassie. a.m. Bill and I studied all the crime reports. There were seven victims, all women, who reported their purses were stolen by a large dog. The descriptions of the dog varied. An eighth victim claimed her purse had been snatched by a large animal of some kind, but she could not positively state it was a dog. In each case, the victim had been waiting at a bus stop when the animal appeared out of nowhere, grabbed their purse, and disappeared. The address of the latest purse-snatching victim was a flower shop called The Cry of Sweet Pleasures and Stems of Dear Love. Ah, the powers of flowers draw you here. No, ma'am, we're police officers. Oh, how lovely. Are you Miss Delion? 
Nora Della De Leone was my given name, my family name. But I changed it about an hour ago. It's so contrived, so out of it. <laughs> Just call me Agnes Hickey. Yes, ma'am. I'm not like some. I dig the fuzz. <laughs> After all, you're like the flowers yourself. You have to live, too. Yes, ma'am. Did you report your purse stolen by a dog? No. The friendly fuzz in the lovely black and off-white wheel said he would make a report. That's his thing. Thing? Well, we all have a bag. And in every bag, we have a thing. My bag is flowers. My thing is to find homes for them. He said it was a dog. I didn't say that. Well, who said that? The friendly fuzz. Well, now, if you didn't say it was a dog, why would the officer report that it was? Who steals my purse steals my heart. For he is obviously in more need than I. And my heart goes out to those who need, for I have no needs, save to be needed. Well, now, that's a nice, gentle philosophy, lady. And if it's what you feel, why did you report the theft of your purse? But I didn't, love. You see, when the creature made off with it, I had no bread to pay the bus driver. And he didn't want to let me ride. See, collecting fares is his thing. Well, I felt I should ride now and pay later, so he called the man to put me off the bus, and that's when I explained to the friendly fuzz. Then you didn't register a complaint? I never complained. I love. Yeah, well, there are women who have complained that a dog snatched their purses. Just like all creatures, there are guide dogs and misguided dogs. Maybe you can help us find this misguided one. No, love. I must stay here in the cry of sweet pleasures and stems of dear love. Well, all we want is a description of the dog. Well, it had a tail, but so do ponies and cows and alligators. So that's really no help, is it, love? What about color? How drab this world would be without color. Yes, it did have color. What color, miss? Brown, black, and yellow. How large would you say it was, Miss Delion? Agnes Hickey. Miss Hickey. Oh, a size two. Size two what? My daughter's a size two. She's about that high. Well, now, was that standing on its hind legs? Not as it was running. Did it stand on its hind legs to take your purse? I don't know. The lovely creature approached, said something, and when I turned, it was running off with my purse. It said something? Of course. It said, excuse me. The dog talked. Yes, love. In its own words, of course. What words? Oh! Mr. and Mrs. Lars Lowell had been waiting for the bus when Mrs. Lowell was attacked by the dog and her purse stolen at approximately 6.15 p.m. Yes, Sergeant. I got a very good look at him. It was an Airedale. No, Lars. Airedales have curly hair. He had straight hair. Well, how big was the animal, Mr. Lowell? About so gross. No, Lars. About so. I saw him. You were crying. I can see when I'm crying. You remember the color of the dog, Mr. Lowell? Yeah, black. Brown. Well, Airedales are brown and black. Could he have been both? It was not an Airedale. Cynthia, it was an Airedale. Don't listen to him, officers. I know an Airedale when I see to one. you, all dogs are Airedales. It was a collie. To you, all dogs are collies. It was a collie. A man I know a collie when I As I turned, I saw this animal with my purse in his mouth leap into a passing automobile. Was the car driven by a man or a woman, Miss Holmes? I couldn't tell. 
7.50 p.m., our fourth and fifth interviews kept us working late. We had a confusing array of facts from all five victims we had talked to. All right, we got a dog with Steele's purses. Now, just add up these descriptions. The dog was big, he was small, he was medium. Yeah, I know. He was brown, he was black, he was yellow, he was gray, he was long-haired, short-haired, curly-haired. He looked like a Great Dane, a bloodhound, a bulldog, a mongrel, or a wolf. Or a collie. But, Joe, this is impossible. Nobody agrees even the slightest on what the animal even looks like. Where are you going to begin? Well, one thing's certain. He's still making off with women's purses. Beats me. I guess people just don't know one breed from another. Well, it's pretty tough, isn't it, when the dog's running off with your money to know what breed he is or care, for that matter? Yeah, I know, but how are we going to nail him if we can't pin down a definite description of him? Well, look at it this way. Suppose we did. There are probably a million dogs in this city that would fit. You know, I'm getting so that every time I see a dog, I look the other way. You used to have one, didn't you? Old Fred? Sure, but there was a dog and a half. Great old boy. What happened? He died? Yeah, old age. Almost 17 when he passed on. Never had a dog like him. Probably never will again. Yeah, they can get to you, all right. Good old Fred. That's funny you should mention him. He was part of the family, you know. Great dog. What breed was he? Fred? Yeah. Oh, he was... Well, he was a kind of... You know, not a big dog, really. Not long hair, not exactly short. Uh, more like a beagle, maybe, or one of those funny dogs with the long ears, you know? Get in line. I just can't pull it up right now. I know what kind he was. Sure you do. Let's call it a day. Well, we might as well. There's nothing more we can do here. I'll finish up these reports and see you in the morning. You know, Joe? Yeah? Be just my luck. What's that? Probably be nothing but dog acts on TV all night. <laughs> Silver, a theatrical booking agent who specialized in animal acts. It was 9.40 a.m. Yes, boys, I'd say that's possible. Very possible. A dog can be trained to do anything. I got a dog act here. Homer Hoover and his pal. Homer taught pal to drive a unicycle. Imagine a fox terrier driving a unicycle. Isn't that beautiful? Homer says he could teach him to drive a car. Only smartest pal is he'd never pass the written exam for a license. According to witnesses, the dog's not a fox terrier. Couldn't be pal anyway. Him and Homer have been playing Australia for the last two years. Would you know offhand any dog that does answer the description? What description? He's big, but he's not too big. He's small, but he's not too small. We mean a description of his M.O. M.O. His method of operation. You know, he grabs a purse, then jumps into a car with it. Any smart dog can be trained to do that, Sergeant. Take Rinton Tin. There was a brilliant act. Of course, Rinty would never steal. Too much class that fella had. Then offhand, you wouldn't know of a dog around here who's been trained for a movie, maybe, to snatch purses. I know every animal act in California. I cannot get that one for you. I can give you a dog who can answer a telephone. Want me to call and let you hear a Labrador retriever on the other end? No, thanks. But what types of dogs are usually trained for such work, Mr. Silver? Depends. There are six different groups of dogs. The sporting group, non-sporting, working terriers, and so forth. In those groups, there are 113 different breeds. Now you can probably rule out a couple of groups and maybe concentrate on the sporting and working dogs. Setters, retrievers? Yeah, hounds and terriers and so forth. Take your shepherds, Danes, Newfoundlands, Tibetan Mastiffs, Schnauzers, or a cross between any of those. They all work good. I wonder if you could give us some names of animal trainers, Mr. Silver. Sure, it's a short list. 10, 12 maybe, but it won't do you any good. Oh, how's that? Training an animal to steal ladies' purses. Yes, sir. Good trainer sure ain't gonna train no dog to do that for himself or nobody else. That right. Sure, a good dog man can make a hundred bucks a day working the movie studios. Yeah, 
Why bother to steal? 5.30 p.m. We had spent the entire day talking with animal trainers on Bert Silver's list. None of them were able to give us anything substantial that would lead to the animal. We were getting nowhere. Thursday, June 10th, 8.06 a.m. When I checked into the office, Bill found something in the morning distribution. The dog had struck again. The victim claimed she could identify the animal. She got a photograph of him as he ran away. We immediately drove over to the victim's apartment. Miss D. Staley lived on Magnolia Boulevard. We arrived at 8.25 a.m. Oh, yes. About 5.30 last night, I just come out of the camera store going to the bus stop when all of a sudden the dog appeared out of nowhere and with one snap of its jaws grabbed the purse right off my arm. Had you reached the bus stop when that happened, Miss Staley? Just, yes. Would you like some coffee? I made plenty. No, no thanks. No thanks. Now, you said you got a photograph of the dog. Is that right, Miss Staley? That's right. You see, I had my purse in my right hand and the camera in the left. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I snapped a picture of the dog carrying off my purse. Do you have the picture? Oh, yes. Now, I warn you, you're not going to like this photo. We won't, huh? It'll embarrass you. It's a police dog. 10.20 a.m. Dee Staley had given us one solid lead. The dog was a German Shepherd, commonly called a police dog. We asked for the cooperation of the Department of Animal Regulation. Officer Leo Center was assigned to assist us. He, like all animal regulation officers, was familiar with most of the dogs in his area. He said there were a dozen German Shepherds. We checked them all out. Friday, June 11th, 9.15 a.m. We reported negative results to the captain. Two more women had been victimized by the dog. Captain Howe agreed we should try a stakeout in the area. He assigned three teams, each consisting of two detectives and one policewoman. Dorothy Miller would work with us. All right, we'll start at 4.45 this afternoon and work until 7 p.m. Now, you ladies will be in plain clothes carrying large purses. You all have your stations. Yes, sir. Any questions? Yes, how about this dog? Is he vicious? I mean, does he bite? Only purses. p.m. we began the stakeout. With each passing bus we moved one block down the street to try again. At 6 p.m. we called it off. We tried again for two hours the following morning and three hours the evening of the 13th. The dog had better luck than we did. He had robbed another victim five blocks from where we were. How many days have you been staking out on that dog bin? Four, sir. I figure five and I was going to pull the plug. Can't tie up all that manpower any longer, Joe. Well, as long as you figured five, why not throw in that extra day? You ever sell used cars, Joe? Okay, you can have Miller and one team, but I got to keep the other fellows on their own folders. Right, thanks. Thanks. I don't have an allergy. Not even to dogs? Wednesday, June 16th, we started our stake out at Lancashire and Coenga. 4.30 p.m. We had been at it since 3.20 with no results. The dog had not struck in the past six days. PS, 4,000 block on Lancashire. 66 Chevelle, metallic blue, Lincoln Queen Ocean, 413. Vehicle heading south on Lancashire Plaza. We are in pursuit. 180, 
1K80, suspect vehicle now heading west on Valley Heart. Any unit intercept. Department 182, Superior Court of the State of California for the County of Los Angeles. The suspect was found guilty on five counts of grand theft. Each count of grand theft is punishable by imprisonment in the county jail for not more than one year or in the state prison for not more than 10 years. Jack Webb appeared as guest on Johnny Carson's show one evening, and they teamed up for this spoof of Dragnet. This is the city. <laughs> Los Angeles, California. Some people rob for pleasure. Some rob because it's there. You never know. 
My name's Friday. I'm a cop. I was working the day watch on a robbery when I got a call from the Acme School Bell Company. There'd been a robbery. There's been a robbery. <laughs> yes, sir. What was it? How's that? <laughs> what was stolen, sir? I run a school bell company. Never had any trouble before. Can't understand it. Just, just make bells. Never had any trouble. Sir? Hmm? What, what was stolen? My clappers. <laughs> Your clappers. Yeah, you know those things inside a bell that makes them clang? The clangers. That's right, we call them clappers in the business. A clapper caper. What's that? Nothing, sir. Now, can I have the facts? What kind of clappers were stolen on this caper? They were copper clappers. <laughs> and where were they kept? In the closet. Uh-huh. You have any ideas who might have taken the copper clappers from the closet? Well, just one. I fired a man. He swore he'd get even. What was his name? Claude Cooper. <laughs> you think he... That, that's right. I think Claude Cooper copped my copper clappers. <laughs> kept in the closet. You know where this Claude Cooper is from? Yeah. Cleveland. That figures. <laughs> that figures. What makes it worse, they were clean. Clean copper clappers. That's right. Why do you think Cleveland's Claude Cooper would cop your clean copper clappers kept in your closet? Only one reason. What's that? He's a kleptomaniac. <laughs> Who first discovered the copper clappers were copped? My cleaning woman. Clara Clifford. <laughs> That figures. Now, let me see if I got the facts straight here. Cleaning woman Clara Clifford discovered your clean copper clappers kept in a closet were copped by Claude Cooper, the kleptomaniac from Cleveland. Now, is that about it? <laughs> One other thing. What's that? If I ever catch kleptomaniac Claude Cooper from Cleveland who copped my clean copper clappers from kept in the closet, yes, I'll clobber him. <laughs> This looks to me like an 802. No, oh, what's that? Klutzy comedy. Only the name of this innocent actor will be changed to protect his reputation. up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our salute to Jack Webb. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>